Welcome back, everybody, to the Ristic Vadif's podcast. As usual, I will be the host, Hansel. Joining me, Jonathan. Hi, what's up, guys? And Mitch. What's up? Well, today's Mitch role, I feel, is very important because today the topic, we're going to skip all the standard question, how's your week been, blah, 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 because we actually have a very long episode. And Mitch plays yeah. a very critical role here because, you know, <laughs> a lot of, if there's any question, he has to be the one that answer it. Judge, 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 judge. <laughs> so basically, today our topic is we're gonna talk about combos. Essentially, uh, EDH has mo- a lot of combos. Uh, I feel combo is the easiest way in EDH to close a game because four people. I mean, you just make an infinite something and then close the game rather than through combat where you have to deal a total of hundred twenty damage. It's a lot faster to just combo off. So what we did was essentially a few days ago. Me, Mitch, and Jordan, we sat down. We went to the EDH track. Uh, I'll put the link to the website. I mean, we're not sponsored, but we use their, we use it as a resource, so I'll put everything down there. Uh, we went through every single color, uh, single color, monocolor, and dual color, essentially. We decide, uh, we go through the combos that's available in said color, and we decide on which are uh, iconic combo, relevant combo, or we deem good combo. And then we'll, we have, we basically rate it uh, f- uh, 1 to 5 on how good the combo is. Now, each of us have a different rating for each combo, or maybe we have the same one, but we have different criteria. So, Mitch, first, what is your criteria for the combos? How do you rate them? Um, basically, for me, it's uh, the, in, the whole mana cost, the speed in which it comes out, uh, and the resilience of it. So if it's a color that is tutorable, I would actually rate it higher than a color that's not tutorable. Fair enough. Uh, Jonathan, what's your? How do you rate yours? I think it's similar, but uh, I think I just probably just spell it out. Uh, basically, one of my criteria is speed as well, and points of interaction. How many pieces are in the combo, which uh, which present themselves as uh, targets for interaction. So that might prove a bit. Uh, that will depend on how I rate it according to the colors as well. So. Because uh, certain colors do not have their own uh, protection suite. Mm. And I think finally, it's the thing... Let me see what's the last one. I think the, probably the same as Mitch in the sense that color identity plays an important role as well. Yeah. So for me, how I did it was more or less is the same. So mana cost and everything plays a very important role. But the two extra criteria I have is the combo piece, like the cut itself, are they useful for the deck? Like, can they do other things than just combo off? So if like parts of the combo is actually very useful uh, and it does something else and not only can is to facilitate the combo, I will rate the combo slightly higher than a combo that does the same thing but the two pieces only is just there for the combo. Uh, for me, I did not really think of the tutoring everything because at the end of the day, let's say a mono-white combo, you can put it in your five-color deck, your Azorius deck, your Az- uh, Azor deck. That is deck. quite true. Yeah, that is quite true. But So for me, I don't rate it that way but that's just for me. I hmm. just see it as uh, the same as them. How f- what's the, how many pieces you need? Uh, does it close the game? Uh, how much mana investment we have to do to pull off the combo? So we'll start off. Let's just get into it. Uh, we'll just start off with white. Yeah. We don't really have much time. We'll see uh, <laughs> how much we can hit. So the target is to actually redo all the monocolor and all the uh, dual yep. color. But... If it's taking too long, uh, so as not to kill our producer son and edit like a three four hour uh episode, we'll maybe split it into two different parts. Uh, one will do it now and then we'll do it another. But if we manage to you know hit it very quickly, maybe we'll do or we'll see how it goes. So I I will start first. So 
each of us basically are given a color and uh, a guilt to talk about. So, for example, I have been... My, the color that I'm given, I'll start with, is white. Uh, Jonathan, for example, is given Demir. And Mitch, I believe, is given uh, Boros, just an example. So, we were... Whoever is in charge of what color will be explaining the combo of the, uh, that is in that color. So, starting with me, we'll go with white. So, white, the first combo we have is Heliot Ballista. So, the Heliot Ballista combo is uh, very simple. Uh, I believe the is the new healer, not the old one. So I believe is oh shit, what's the new healer? Sun Crown is it? Yep. Yeah, Sun Crown. Yep. So essentially, what you do is you will cast Ballista, uh, at least with two plus one plus one counter, and have healer on the battlefield. You will pay one colorless and one white, give Ballista lifelink, and then you remove a plus one plus one counter from Ballista, do one damage to any target permanent. So because you have lifelink, you do the damage, you gain one life, which triggers healer. Allowing him to put a plus one plus one counter on any permanent, which you will put back on Ballista, rinse and repeat. Uh, you will just basically just machine gun down everyone. Uh, since I'm the one that started this, I will my rating for it is four out of five. What about both of you? Wow, that's so low. Five. Five. <laughs> okay, I will say first. Uh, I I only have one five out of five in the thing, even and though this is it. No, this is not. It's four out of five. Oh yeah, it's four or five. I I sure, I'm sure. If in this. I mean, among the three of us, I believe I'm the one that pulls off this combo the most often. Uh, the reason I rate it very highly is because the it's quite easy to pull off. Uh. Healer itself is indestructible, hard to remove, and the uh, walking ballista can easily cost only I believe four mana to just yeah, go off. Four. So four plus two to he- activate with healer six mana. You essentially kill the table. So with that, I give it a four or five five. Yeah, I think it works pretty well, especially in mono white because Heliot can be your commander and it's already in the command zone. So mm. you you don't have to waste the extra that tutor kind of thing to mm. find Heliot. And Ballista is tutorable in white. Oh yeah. You can tutor with a suite of cards you can use with the Enlightened Tutor and the Recruiter as well. So yep. yeah, not much to talk about it. It's a great combo if you're in white or your commander is Heliot. I mean, if you can afford it. The only downside is Ballista is slightly expensive, but I think you... If you're in white and or heavy white, is this card can easily go in. <laughs> you don't have much of a choice, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, we I have. I, hmm? I actually think I rated it higher than you because I feel like the combo is quite resilient. Oh yes. If you have more mana, you can actually make it a safer combo. Yes, very true. By having more hmm. plus one plus one counter on ballista, you can remove in response to their remover, which force them to act, to fight again. So, yeah, it's very true. What Mish say is very true. The reason I only give it 4 out of 5 because I believe there should only be a... There's only one 5 out of 5 combo and I'm very biased to that. Even though I don't play the combo. I believe the 5 out of 5 has to be on a pedestal on its own. Okay, the next combo we have in white is Rest in Peace plus Helm. So, essentially, is you will pay 1, then you will mill the target player uh, until, it, until a creature hits the graveyard. But uh, Rest in Peace prevent card from entering the graveyard... Uh, res- prevents cards from entering the graveyard, which results in basically the person you target milling their full deck. So, I rate this as 1 out of 5. What about you guys? Uh, I... Mine it was 3. I think it's cheap to pull off. And I think it's a great combo for killing a single person. But the problem is it kills a single person. Yes. And rest in peace is not a bad card to just have in your deck. So, Jonathan, mm. what's your rating for the Helm Rest in Peace combo? Uh, same as Mitch. It's the fact that it causes you to tap and you only target one opponent. So, you also rate it 3 out of 5? Uh, no, I rate it as 2. 
Oh, two. And also, two slightly lower is also because of the fact that it's enchantment and artifact. Mm, okay. And usually things that destroy one of them will destroy the other one as well, so. Fair point, fair point. I I, yeah. I read it as a one one because I, I really hate this combo. Because <laughs> it just kills one person. It is like your stupid hacker recalls me. It, it, it's just one person. It doesn't end the game. And then now you kill one person and the other two is like, hey, thanks for doing my job for me. Hits one of your piece and then you just go, well, fuck. And yeah. I mean, I could easily put as a two out of five. Okay, there is this one other criteria that I... Didn't, I failed to mention it's the price of the card matters to me Helm of Domination eh, Helm of Obedience sorry it's about a $60 card I am not paying a $60 card well, $69.99 noise <laughs> I'm not paying $69 just for a combo to kill one person like that's so stupid yeah one person is not good enough yeah one person is not good enough I feel it has to end the game so I guess wish you are the only person you are the only one that is very uh very nice you, yes. you read it quite highly. Uh, yeah, you, are, you read it quite highly. Okay, next we have is the other one. Uh, this is more well-known, I guess, in CEDH is the Bomberman combo. The CDH. Yeah, so the Bomberman combo it consists of Lion's Eye Diamond plus Aureop Salvager. So what you will do is you will uh, use Lion's Eye Diamond, sack it, pay three, uh, sack it, get three white mana. Then you will pay colorless and a white to activate Aureop Salvager to bring back an artifact that is... CMC 1 or less because Lion's Eye is Lion's Eye Diamond cost 0 you can bring back uh, Lion's Eye and then to generate Infinite White but after generating Infinite White allows you to generate Infinite Colors what is your rating both of you? Uh, I rated it 2 Jordan? Wow I, I kind of like it though I put it as 3 <laughs> <laughs> Okay I, I, since this is my color I was I will give the explanation. For me, is I, I initially had it at 3, as same as Jonathan. Yeah. Because uh, for me, spoiler, is most of the infinite combos, I tend to, infinite mana at least, I rate it at least uh, around a 3. The only reason this, uh, I rate it as a 2, even though both pieces are tutorable in white, is because Lion's Eye Diamond is ungodly expensive. Oh yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's understandable. It's a $650 cut. And the other thing is the reason I rate it so low is because uh you have to I believe this you have to discard your whole hand uh to to use the lion's eye diamond. So essentially if your commander or you don't have a piece on, on the battle on the battlefield that can make use of the infinite mana, it's essentially useless. That's why I rate it two out of five instead of a three. Hmm. If, if only you could play Lotus in EDH. Ah uh, yes. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, I mean you can, but there's a lotus you can play. Wow, thanks. <laughs> no, hey, no problem. Yeah. I got you, fam. Okay, so uh, I don't think that we're gonna much to discuss. White combo. I think Healer and Ballista, I would say, is like the most interesting combo in white. I think it's the more consistent and cheapest, easily <laughs> available to most players kind of thing without the need to proxy. Everything about it, the white combo the is Healer or Ballista and it's like one of the more expensive combos still because you have to play fucking Ballista. <laughs> Yes. It's not that expensive. Healer is more expensive than Blister. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, right. Both are expensive. That's the case, isn't it? Yeah. It's a $40 combo. And Blech. one of them is your commander. <laughs> okay, let's not uh, dwell on white and talk about a more interesting color. So, the next color also is me. So, we have blue. So, blue, we have also three combo. We'll start with the more another CEDH combo. But we do see it uh, regularly pull off in normal edition is the Dramatic Scepter combo. So essentially what you will do is you are playing uh, Dramatic Reversal and Isochron Scepter. Isochron Scepter is an artifact 
when it enters the battlefield, it has imprint. You can imprint a spell, uh, instant or sorcery that costs two or less. And then you can pay two, tap Isochron Scepter to uh, cast the imprinted spell. What you will do is you will put uh, Dramatic Reversal under Isochron Scepter. And if you have artifacts on the battlefield that can, um, creatures as well, can, that can generate three or more mana, you will tap the Isochron Scepter for two, uh, float the mana first, tap the Isochron Scepter for two, untap all your permanents, uh, pay two, tap the Isochron Scepter again, and then rinse and repeat to getting infinite mana. Uh, I rate it 2 out of 5. What about both of you? 3. 3. Oh, you, put, you both put 3. Okay. So, yeah. go for it. I, I rate it the lowest. I want to know why you all rate it a lot uh, higher than me. I mean, it's a fairly, fairly cheap Infinite Mana combo. Uh, you just need 3 artifacts. So, uh, 3 mana producing artifacts out. Or like Soul Ring or something. It's quite easy to pull off. The problem is that um, in the colors, getting out Isochron is a little bit difficult. In blue, unless you're playing Azar. <laughs> in blue, you can just you have you have the what's it called, uh, Fabricate and World of Invention from our last tech tech from the last episode. Let's go. Yeah, but <laughs> the thing is, it's quite expensive. Ah, yes, it is. I I would rate them as very expensive tutors, and you also have to tutor out the the shitty instant. Ah, true. Uh, the reason I rate it two out of five is uh, I'm a lot I'm I'm less high on infinite mana combo, uh, than I used to be. But to be fair, if your, I mean if you your deck your command deck is let's say a Tresius S ability where you can do something with infinite mana, then you will put this yeah. combo in. So I'll give you that. So or if your commander is like Urza, you know that kind yeah. of thing. So I'm not it fits gonna, into the commander itself. Yeah. So I'm not gonna really give you a one out of five. But the other the reason why I cannot rate it uh higher for me is because. The fact that technically it's a two-card combo, but you need other moving pieces. So you just, I mean, yala, you play artifacts, it's just part of your game plan. But if someone bot swipe you and you piece the combo in your hand, you can't do anything. You require other moving pieces to do something. Mm. Very true. You require a bot state in a sense. Yes. That's why I don't have it as high. But I think it still is a decent combo because like what me say is actually quite easy to pull off in terms of mana. It's actually quite cheap. All you have to do is pay two for the Isochron, I believe, and then imprint the dramatic and another two to tap the dramatic. So mm. in that sense, it is cheap. Okay, then yeah. next is the old way of getting infinite mana. Uh in blue is DI plus X. So DI plus X, X can be Peregrine Drake, uh was it Great Whale, and last one is Spalling Crow. Essentially a land untapper. Uh I will drag another color in in terms of red. You can do it with everyone's favorite. $80 card Dockside Extortion is if you can generate enough treasure Low XD <laughs> So what what you will do is if uh, you want the eye to be on the battlefield first uh, or later if you have enough mana essentially you will play your land untapper untap the mana uh, if you have the day eye on the battlefield or then you soul bond the day eye to the to the land untapper and the what day what I do is you can pay one colorless and one blue and then you can essentially blink the creature or blink itself so what you will do is for 2 mana, you will blink, let's say, Peregrine Dirk for 2. Uh, it enters the battlefield, untap 5 land. And then you will float that same 5, pay 2, netting 3 every turn. Uh, which technically yes. you go infinite. So what do you guys have it rated as? Let's say it's 2. Mitch? 1. Oh, I had it at 2. <laughs> so Mitch, why do you have it at 1 since you're the lowest? It's very expensive. It is. I mean, you can do... 
there, there are a lot of flexibility in this particular combo, especially if you're using Palinchron, but it's just so expensive to cast. It's quite irritating to me because it used to be a really good combo, but now it just feels... Very slow expensive. and clunky. Yeah, it's very slow and clunky now. Like, I think I know, I think I know why it's ever since the printing of our Cyclonic Reef. This is shit. Uh, not even that. I mean, yeah lah, Obviously, Cyclonic allows you, yeah. but you can technically, <laughs> if you have the mana, you can fight through the Cyclonic Reef and get in infinite mana on instant speed. The problem that's I quite ha- true. The problem I have with it is now the format is so much faster. Like yes, Landram I feel is the most consistent way. Obviously, if you are green blue, this is an amazing combo because you know you have green allows you to Landram. But I feel nowadays the co- uh, cards, pe- more players are playing fast mana, playing with artifact. You know, it's a little bit more fragile than playing land ramp, but it's faster, allows you to do more things. And this combo itself, like, you go with the cheapest, Peregrine Drake is 5 mana. They are you need 6. Or it has to be on the battlefield first. It's already 11. Yeah, so it needs at least 11 mana. 6 to cast the... Uh, DI and then 5 to cast the Peregrine. That's why I feel it's too slow. And again, it falls under the same problem with all infinite mana combo is that if you have no outlet, infinite mana means nothing. You just... I mean, you have infinite ETB, uh, uh, infinite technically LTB. So if you have like a Porphyrus kind of situation, you win. But again, that requires you to have a th- three piece, a third piece. This alone, two card combo is just infinite mana and it does nothing. Yeah, and I think we also used to see this combo... Uh... This combo, the, the line of play preceding this combo usually involves high tide as well. So, yes, so if your high tide is gone and then practically your this this combo you're betting on is basically gone as well. So, I mean, with high tide, I believe you with high tide and you have enough islands, you can high tide and palinchron. So, it turns yeah. palinchron into one card combo. But the problem is that you know, palinchron is also say not cheap, ah. and <laughs> it only works specifically with palinchron, it does not work with yes. the other land untapper. So, that's why I had it quite low as well. Mm. Okay, next we have blue. Uh, the, no, next, the last one for blue, sorry, is Grand Architect plus Pili Pala. So this is also another old combo. So uh, what you will do is uh, you have Grand Architect on the battlefield and you have Pili Pala on the battlefield. So the Pili Pala need to be, doesn't have summoning sickness. It cannot have summoning sickness. Hey, can it have summoning sickness? Yes, it can. What? Yes, I think you believe you can. Can you have summoning sickness on the Pili Pala, Mitch? Because the, um, the tapping is from the Grand Architect, right? If I'm not mistaken, Untap needs to not have something signal. Okay. But let me just double check. Okay, let me just double check that. So, essentially what you will do is, uh, Grand Architect, you will pay one blue to turn Pilipala into a blue creature. Then the Grand Architect has an ability of uh, tap and untap blue creature to generate two colorless. Uh, to spend this, and then you only can spend this mana to cast artifact spell or activate abilities of artifact. So what you do is you pay two, you you tap Pilipala, paying two. You will use the two colorless to untap Pilipala because it's an artifact. And then you generate one of any color of your choice. And then you will rinse and repeat this infinitely to generate infinite color. Uh, just infinite mana lah. So mm-hmm. I ha- have it as a one out of five. Jordan, what do you have it as? One. <laughs> Mitch, what do you have it as? One. Yeah, okay, there's not much to say. The two cards I feel on its own, they suck. It's a very roundabout way to get infinite mana and I think it's very, very slow. La. So yes, do you need... Six mana. Do, do, you need, do you need the haste, Mitch? Yes, you do. Uh, and you still need the haste. So 
Basically, the, even shittier. Yeah, Can the Philippe zero. <laughs> the Philippe <laughs> has to be on the battlefield. I actually wanted to rate a zero out of five for this one. But I think that's very mean. So, you know. If I have zero for this, I'll have a zero for another combo in the future. But well, for now, we all have it. Wow. All three. One out of five. So, not much to say. Next, we have Black. So, which of you is in charge of Black? I believe it's me. Alright, go for uh, it. So, the first combo is the uh, Explicit Blood Sanguine Bottom Combo. So, uh... Basically, we both enchantments together. Whenever an opponent loses life, you gain life. Whenever you gain life, an opponent loses that much life. So typically, what you do is have both enchantments on the battlefield. You ping one person and then proceed to kill the whole table mm. while also gaining that much life. And pretty sure the gaining the, at that point doesn't matter because everyone will be dead. But you know, <laughs> it's a sometimes you just want to win more. I see. Then you never know if all the Teferi protections are around nowadays. I, I but see. yeah, uh, the combo can also go off with uh, Vito, and in Golgari, it can go off with uh, Mina. Mina? As one of the pieces. Oh, Dina, is it? Dina. Eh? Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Fair enough. So, what do you have it as, bitch? Uh, I actually put the combo as the three. It is, I mean, one black can tutor anything it wants. Uh, having Sanguine Bond or Excuse Blood out isn't that bad if, you, mm-hmm. if your deck is. Uh, built around it. My only issue with, with it is that it's expensive. In what sense? Mana or price? Because I could... Um, mana. Uh, mana cost. Fair enough. Extend uh, goddamn mana. Eh, exquisite blood also expensive, eh? Monetary-wise. I, I mean, if your deck is built around it, you can cast Sanguine Bond first and then Exquisite Blood later and then gain that one life and kill the table. Mm. But it's kind of sus, isn't it? Like, the moment... Like, let's be real here. When we sit down and someone just drop a Sanguine Bond, all three of us will just go, haha, nice try. We know what's coming. Don't case you Yes. <laughs> it's, it's a very bad signal, either way. I, I think I read it as one. You had Bloodborne on one? Yeah. Well, you had Bloodborne on one. That's very low. I, I, okay, I rate it as 12. I, I can't really rate it as one because it technically ends the game. Like, yes, ov- obviously, it does. yeah, it, you need a third piece to like either gain you a life or ping someone. But you do end the game that way. So I cannot rate it any lower than 2 out of 5. Because, but th- the reason why it's so low is because it requires 10. Like mana. And you need a third piece. That's why I rate it 2 out of 5. Yes. And if you're playing in... Is... Sorry. Uh, uh, the third piece is quite flexible. Uh. It can be yeah. a 1-1 creature. It could be anything. It could, just, it could be even like a land that gives you 1 life. So yeah. That is very true. That's I say it still ends the game. That's why... I mean, I can argue the I can see Mitch argument. If you're, I can also say three out of five. I think is quite fair. I just the reason why I cannot rate it three out of five is because my own criteria, which I will explain when we talk about another combo in black. <laughs> wow, I just think it feels very bad, especially if considering if you're playing mono blood mono black, uh, it's already costing ten mana, and if you're playing in black X, you will still need mana to run interaction as well uh, to, to protect be- the combo. To be fair, in you're playing black, right? Getting, getting ten mana is not really very difficult. Yes, it's not. <laughs> so I'll it's just, that. yeah, it's just ah, uh, you can't protect it that much. The only thing you can protect it with is speed. Mm, true. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, okay. So the next combo that I have, uh, is the Bola Citadel, uh, sensitive Divining top eight of reservoir combo. So. I personally run that in uh my black deck. Which one? Uh, I like it just 
because it's it's kind of a two card combo because you can dig for the third piece. So with Bola Citadel and Sensei Divining Top, uh, what you do is you use top, draw a card, then cast top using Bola Citadel, and then you just repeat that until you have Aetherflux Reservoir on top. Once you have Aetherflux Reservoir on top, you cast the Aetherflux Reservoir using Bola Citadel, and then you just keep casting Sensei Divining Top. You get a bunch of life, and then you just pew pew, 50 life per person. Hadouken, essentially. You just Hadouken the whole table. Yes. Yeah. It's so efficient. What, which combo do you, uh, which deck do you have in Mitch? Uh, it's in Atrios. I guess it's Mitch. Because I don't recall the other one has this combo. Okay, so what's your rating for it? Uh, my personal rating for it was actually uh, 3. Jordan? Because it's, it's not um, as... Sorry. No, uh, it's not it. as um, secure as the other combos. Because it's the first reservoir at the bottom of the deck. Well... <laughs> I guess I die then. <laughs> yes, technically you have a. Uh, there is a chance you weave, because there is you. You only can dig as far as how much life you have, because you always have to pay one, unless you have a third piece uh, that make your sensei top cost zero. Then that's a different story altogether uh. But you know that is a finite amount you can dig. Yeah. So sorry about it. Uh, Jordan, what do you have? Three. You also have three. Then again, yes. I, will, I will be. Again, I will be the. A special one I had it as a two. Because though it, it this it I again I cannot put it below two because it will win the game. The fact that is there is a chance that the You with you with I cannot make it any higher. At the moment I know your deck runs this combo, it's like how when we know Jordan is playing ad nausea, we are just gonna beat him until he's low enough that we'll like, ah fuck your ad nausea, you are not important anymore. <laughs> yeah, God so, damn it, the yeah, police. So that is that lah. So that's why I cannot uh rate it any higher. But what me say is very true. Having the top plus uh, ballist, uh, of the Citadel, you can just dig all you want. So I don't think they're bad mm-hmm. cards by themselves as well. Oh, no, definitely not. Sensei top is, you know, one of our one of our episodes we say is a bit slow nowadays. We don't really need it. But in general term, I feel Sensei top is still a good card. But the problem I have is Bola Citadel. People are not going to let your Bola Citadel sit down there for very long. I think it warrants a, a break to the face straight away. It warrants everything. I will tutor artifact removal just to get it off your Polar Citadel. Fuck that, yeah. man. It's basically a shitty ad nauseum. Whoa, 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 whoa. Shitty ad nauseum. Mitch, what do you say? Sorry? Does it really require an upgrade? You can just upgrade other stuff, what? I upgrade your face, I tell you. <laughs> um, Sadly, I believe upgrade cannot target your face, so you can target artifact right. or creature. Target the face of the Polar Citadel, <laughs> then. The Polar's the face very quiet, like, not happy. Yes. I, I concur. <laughs> Alright, Mish, the last one? Uh, the last one is actually the one of the classic black combos. Mm. Uh, Mikaeus, the Unhollowed, and Triskelion. Also, some refer to as Spike Trap. God damn, I love it so much. Ballista as well, right? It goes with Ballista. Yeah, it yes. goes with Ballista as well. Mm. But the basic idea of it is that uh, you have Mikaeus, and you have uh, either Ballista or Triskelion. And with both of these out, you can basically ping the whole table little because once the ballista or the triskelion dies uh, it comes back with a 1-1 counter and then it can ping someone else again and the whole table die mm. so, so what do you have it as? it's a 3 as well for me it's very close between a 2 and a 3 mm. Jonathan what about you? I read the walking ballista and Mikaeus as a 3 but for the other version I think it was uh, Mikaeus and triskelion I think I read it as a 4 
What if you the three scale lane you have four? I okay. Before I ask you why, I rate uh Mikaeus and Ballista as three. I actually rate the Mikaeus plus Traskelion lower, if it's in that sense because Traskelion is a lot more expensive, ah. So Jordan, so why you for you is Traskelion higher? Let me just go and double check something first. <laughs> God fuck. Okay, me. yes. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. Can I uh can I like uh state my reasons why now? Of course, please go for it. Wow. Because of tooth and nail, damn it! No uh, it, it, even your tooth and nail with ballista can ma. Your ballista come into play with zero uh, Then the undying will trigger, and then you will still come back as a one one. Then you still can go for it what? Can right, Mitch? Does it work that way? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then both combos will be four for me then, simply because tooth and nail. Fair enough. I mean, if you are in Golgari, sure, I guess. Yes. I I I give it a three. I cannot give it a four because. I don't know. I in the end of the day, Mikias is fucking expensive, ah. Mikias is all in one Yeah. Uh, in both, ah. It's mana cost is not okay. cheap, ah. It's six, I believe. Then uh, and yes, then is. Mikias is not in terms of monetary wise, it's not cheap. The the good thing is because you have black, you can do you can cheat it out by, you know, the old fashioned way of putting it in your graveyard and then paying less to reanimate the fucker. But <laughs> yeah. Yes, but it, we 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 do have that card. But the thing is, the reason why I rate this 3 out of 5 and the other 2 combos previously mentioned by Mitch as a 2 because this technically is just you need you don't need a third uh, a third piece no matter how simple the third piece may be or how uh, far you can take with the Aetherflux combo you just have you need these 2 these 2 is on the field you're gonna win the game that's it full stop the whole table is gonna die that's why I rate it higher than the other 2 but alone itself I don't f- feel the cards are good that's why I cannot rate any above 3 lah Anything you guys mm. want to go into uh, about the Ballista by himself is good though. You, let's say for some reason your Mikias is exiled or something like that. You can still use Ballista for other stuff. Fair so, enough. As, mean, a, as a remover, like, at the end of the day, it still can be played as a remover. But it is expensive, uh, double X. True. Mm, but it's okay. Uh, what what mistake is true. It is still a useful card. I have decks that run the Ballista even without the combo. And they oh, damn it. I, I know. I hate that stupid owl. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hey, don't leave my hour alone. All I did was hold producer son hostage because he was very low. Damn. <laughs> hey, if you think about it, Mikias can be used as removal. You just look oh. at the human's deck. Hey, oh. do you want to attack me? Oh, why are your brain so big? You can play against Justin Jordan. Secret deck tech, his whole deck is humans. Oh, that's, a, <laughs> that's a shitty deck tech because usually when he swings sideways, I'm dead already. <laughs> hey, shit, son. Uh, we digress a little bit. You know, I, we played against his human uh, last week. He plays Rick, the one from the Walking Dead. Wow, it's so Pain, fucking. Right? Why wow, is so fucking powerful? It's insane. Now I know why it's so why it's so expensive. And you, now you know the reason why people are so salty. It's vigilance, lifelink plus two plus two. My goodness, it's the best anthem ever printed. I I was like, and it's on the bodies, and it's a bo- on the body as well. So it affects all the other human. The other humans affect it as well. Yeah, I was like so. Yes. What, what the fuck? It's like, a mistake. Uh, printing it in a SLD. Oh, it, it's, it's it's stupid. Uh. It's really stupid. Mish, you, it's very, it's very oh, dumb. Mish, if you were there, uh, you would be so unhappy. I tell you. That, no, I would be very happy. That, that game, uh, as quoted by Wenxiao, I cast two spells and the game ended. Oh, but we somehow won that game. Uh, he won that game, by the way. Jordan did win that game. So, hey, no, oh, Jordan, Wenxiao. sorry. Wenxiao won that game. Like, through a lot, of, a lot of hoops uh, and a lot of politicking, we managed to win the game. Me and him working together managed to win the game. Yucks. Villains. 
villainy scum of DB. <laughs> okay, I don't think there's much else we can talk about Black Art. So, uh, the next one is, I believe, Red. Red in charge is you, Jonathan, I believe? Uh, me, actually. Yeah. Oh, no, it's, it's Mitch. Uh, yeah, it's Mitch again. I uh, just assume because it's a twin frame combo. I'm mostly in the double colors. Yeah, but you know what? It doesn't matter. It just shows that I'm not very well prepared because I did not have it on my spreadsheet. I just, I intend to ask in the podcast anyway. Okay, Mitch, go for yeah. it. Okay, so uh, for me, uh, the first one was the Kiki and Zealous combo, mm. which I think is quite classic for red EDH. Mm. So uh, with Kiki, Jiki and Zealous Conscript, you basically create an infinite amount of Zealous Conscripts. Because Kiki copies Zealous, Zeal- the new Zealous comes in, untaps Kiki, Jiki, tap again for another Zealous, and you can continue this for um, a really long time until you have an infinite Zealous Conscript. The last one can even take something that uh might stop you from uh attacking or something like that. So if can, like a propaganda if, la, can steal. Yeah, like a propaganda. Like a yep. That, so that... I can steal. Oh continue first, continue, sorry about that. Yeah, so I can just steal the propaganda and then you can actually beat for a win. Uh there is multiple cuts, right? <clears throat> I mean the Kiki side is there, but the zealous the zealous side you can replace it with multiple cuts, I believe. Uh shit. At the top of my head I only can think of is combat celebrant, I believe. <clears throat> yeah, but the combat celebrant version is it's terrible. Not, yeah, it's a lot worse. <laughs> it's definitely a lot worse. The best version is Zealous uh, with Zealous. Uh, I will cut in a little bit here. It, we did not put it in the Boros side, but this combo also works very well. I feel it works even better in Boros because uh, you can play the Blinkers in the rest in the place of Zealous con- on Zealous Conscript, like the the cat, the Felida something. I can't remember what's the name. Felada something. Essentially, it, it, Felada it, Guardian. Ah, Felada Guardian. ETB, you blink Kiki Jiki. Kiki Jiki has haste. You make another copy of the cat. Blink the Kiki Jiki again. Rinse and repeat. Same with Restoration Angel. So, what do you guys have it as? Mitch, you are the... what You're in charge, so you go first. I put it as a three. The problem is really just the cost. But then fucking mana in red of all colors. Then... <laughs> Kiki Jiki wow. is tri- and the ki- triple rate from Kiki Jiki in double colors is actually quite painful. I still think it's okay ish. Mm, okay. Uh, Jonathan, what do you have it as? Three. Oh, I mean, then we have three all across the board because I also have it as three. It yes. wins the game. I mean, that's, we can't, exactly. I can't put anything lower than a three. The The only issue that is like what Miss is too fucking expensive. Ah. Yes. Well, the, the amount of rate you need to pay oh, is so painful. But then again, uh, now with all the fast mana that Rick has gotten, <clears throat> just, just cast wheel, just cast wheel, just cast wheel. <laughs> it's quite the getting ten is not that much harder. Fair enough. I mean, the problem is if you are playing mono rate the tutoring, I guess. Mm. You can imperial re- you can imperial recruiter the Kiki Jiki, but I believe you can't imperial recruiter the zealous. Yeah, you can't. No, you cannot. Yeah, the zealous cost uh, is three. So, uh. you know what you can do though? You can gamble for it. <laughs> it wow. Takes- you know the amount of times I see people cast that gamble with seven cards in hand and somehow still losing the gamble? I'm still surprised that can happen that often. Oi. <laughs> That's me. I, I have more success with intuition than gamble. I don't understand why. <laughs> you should be there when he gambled at my place. He got seven cards. We didn't even choose the cards. Right? He rolled the dice and he still lost the card he gambled into his hand. How, how is it that intuition has more success rate than a gamble? I don't even understand. A gamble on a full hand or <laughs> Jesus. Different. Gamble is luck. Intuition is... Basically, if you put an intuition power correctly, there is no correct answer. Gamble is just gacha. Oh, I hate it so much. <laughs> <laughs> because 
at least intuition, right? There is a chance that you know you you are not gachaing on your luck. It's like you're gachaing on the IQ, IQ factors and everything, the game state to force the person you, are, you the the force the opponent you choose right to make a decision. That's all. But gamble is just, haha, you suck that kind of thing. No <laughs> <laughs> XD. You have an entomb. <laughs> hey. Oh. Red, mono red entomb. Let's go. <laughs> Okay, next, Mitch. Okay, the next one is actually the cheaper version of it. Uh, it's dual custom mage and twin flame. So with the combo is basically you twin flame another creature that you control, then you cast dual custom mage. Dual custom mage copies the twin flame, and then the twin flame targets the dual custom mage, and uh, we just repeat that combo until you have an infinite amount of dual custom mages. What do you have it as? What? What do you have it as? Sorry. I have it as 4. Jonathan? But just because it's much cheaper. Mm. 4 as well. Wow. wow, we are so insane. I also have it as a 4. I rate it as 4 simply because dual custom mage at times has proven to be a very good uh, I can't screw you to all the cyclonic race kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the the combo also work. The twin flame can be, I believe, changed for hit shimmer, hit shimmer as well, right? Uh, I think it does the same thing, right? Yeah, it Except does the, the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. So the reason I also rated four out of five is because I, for me, both cards, uh, it's not a dead card in your hand. Like dual caster can be used as a counter spell to protect your combo when they go on to counter it, or it can be used to copy like a lot of very relevant uh spells. And twin flame, worst come to worst, you get like the best ETB creature. You have the battlefield if somehow they exile your dual caster. So, they are not just dead cards in your hand. That's why I rate it 4 out of 5. And what... used as a cost reducer for Godot. Mm. Well, speaking, wow. <laughs> speaking of Godot. <laughs> hey, nice uh, segue. <laughs> oh, yes, I've been practicing. <laughs> so, the last combo that I have is the uh, Godot-Helm combo. So, it's Godot, Bandit Warlord, and Helm of the Host. So, just for the low, low cost of 11 mana, you cast Godot, you find Helm of the Host with Godot. You attach the Helm to Godot. And then uh, when combat starts, you make a Godot. You attack with the Godot. And you untap it. And you have extra combat. And at the start of that combat, make another Godot. Rinse and repeat. Infinite Godos. So sick. So, jo- Mitch, I ex- what do you rate it? I expect... Hey. A- huh? Do you want to guess? I expect it uh, 5 out of 5 since you're piloting the deck. Ah. Uh. Wow, that's a good guess. Yes, it is. Wow. <laughs> totally not biased. Uh, you, do you mind just trouble? You just give a quick rundown on the Godot CEDH deck. Yes, it's very simple. Yeah. <laughs> you reach 11 mana. And when you reach 11 mana, you cast Godot, you equip him with the host, and you win the game. Reach 11 mana and ask the question, do you have interaction? Question mark. You don't. Very good. Let's play the new game. So Actually, had, hmm? I think my logic for it is just that it's a one-card combo that mm. can be in your command zone. Yes. So, definitely, I we... Ooh, come on now. I We have died to your, your Godot a lot of times. Just because someone here, either me or Jonathan, decide to keep a greedy hand hoping the other person have interaction when both of us are keeping greedy hand hoping the other person have interaction. Hey, sometimes <laughs> you, just, you just have to count, you know. Whether your your peer into the abyss or your ad nauseum is faster than the Godot counting to 11. <laughs> Jonathan, it's never faster than the Godot. The Godot will always be the fastest. God damn. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah, I rate it as a five, by the way, as well. Ah, uh, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I'm the odd one out. Uh, I rate it as a four out of five. Because like I say, I only have one that is five out of five. I believe that is the reason I give it only have one because I find that combo is just one grade above every other combo in in, in all of EDH or all, all of Magic. But uh, there, I actually gave Godo Helm a two. So if it's as your commander, like for Mitch case, I give it a four out of five. If mm. it's, uh, what is it called? If it's part of the 99, I give it a two out of five. Because as part of the 99, it's very expensive. Huh? 11 mana is not cheap. Huh? But it is a one-card combo. So, but I, come on, uh, just play as your commander. Let's be real here. If I were to choose, I would say I'll give it a four. The combo is so good. Yes. The amount of time it's we just died to 11 it. And win. The amount of time we died to it is so nonsense. Hey, Mitch, talking, about, uh, Mitch, talking about your uh, Godo deck. Uh, so have you decided to buy Dockside Extortionist yet? Uh, no, I'm not buying Dockside Extortionist. Hey, wait, I'm wait. just going to wait for it to be reprinted. Well, right, in common Legends too, right? Yeah. And then probably get banned by the council. Let's oh, go. No. Oh, we are all huffing on hopium. Oh, Shit. This is some high-grade hopium. <clears throat> hey, look at the price side. It's only $90 now. God damn it. <laughs> I don't know whether the last episode I said it was 80 but this episode is 90 We'll be back next month with the price check of Doxa Extortionist. 120 Mark my words. <laughs> Okay, so, I mean, <clears throat> there's not much else for red. Uh, mm. We'll go for the next one, is mine, which is green. Uh, green, let's be real, is not the colour for combo. It's the colour for Critter Hoof Behemoth. If you consider Critter Hoof plus Avenger of Zendikar combo, then yeah, I guess it's the best green combo. Uh, but if you talk about a combo that goes infinite or does something infinite, is I feel for green, there's only one. And that is uh, essentially a creature that gives big mana. So, for example, we're here, we'll be using Priest of Titania. And then, an Umbral Mental or Staff of Domination. So, how you combo with Umbral Mental is if your Priest of Titania produce at least 4 green, uh, you can use the Umbral Mental equipped to your Priest of Titania. It has to be equipped first. Uh, to use 3 to untap the Priest of Titania, giving it plus 2, plus 2, and you netting 1 mana. Rinse and repeat, you can infinitely large Priest of Titania and infinite green. So having that big Priest of Titania with, uh, if you have one of those draw equals to power toughness kind of situation, you can essentially draw your whole deck. Uh, next, we have the other side of the combo, which I find in terms of resiliency and closing the game much better is with Staff of Domination. What you will do is you will, at least you need, I believe, 5 mana to untap, uh, 5 mana on the Priest of Titania. And then you will tap the Priest of Titania for 5. You will pay, I believe, 3 uh, tap the Staff of Domination to untap the Priest of Titania, and then you pay one to untap the Staff of Domination, then rinse and repeat. So, it requires you one more mana to do the Staff of Domination. But ha after having infinite mana, the Staff of Domination will alone will net you your whole deck because the other option of Staff of Domination is pay 5, draw a card. I have it as 2 out of 5. What about both of you? 2 as well for me. Uh, I... Both like her. For me, the Umbral Mental one, I put it as 2, but Staff, I put it as 1, even though it wins you the game. But having to produce uh, additional mana from your creature, I think is quite a big ass. Uh. It's just but one I... more mana, though. But it's already but... difficult enough. Like, 
let's say you have your current matches acolyte, you kill off a single green source and wow, oh, I guess I can infinitely uh, tap and untap current matches acolyte. <laughs> uh, fair enough. I guess I may be a little bit biased because recently I've been playing Elf and generating 5 mana on Prince of Tati, the apparently it's like a cakewalk for the deck. Wow. So, yes, a little bit of bias there. Weird I mean, flex. I mean, it's really, la, let's be, to be fair, green is not really the color of uh, infinite mana. So, I, oh, the other cards that can work with this, I forget to mention, is sort of the Perun, which is more or less doing the same thing. So, and green of all color, uh, if you're in mono green, uh, I believe to get, to use the infinite mana is a lot harder than if you're in any other colors. So, I don't really like it. You can pour the infinite green into uh what was it helix pinnacle? Oh, then you wait until the next up kit and win, baby. Wow, the nice delay, right? <laughs> and someone just delay gratification. Hey, sorry, I want to win now, this turn at this exact moment, now. Exactly. Who has time for the next up kit? God damn it. Hey, then you just have seat time and get a blue player to cast a spell. Wow. Wow, every day Sunday for you then. It's okay, we don't need to keep making the thing even worse. We are already <laughs> so that it's not a very good combo. Thanks. <laughs> okay, uh, you know what? From the looks of it, uh, guys, I don't think we most likely will have to separate this into two episodes. So, let's keep with the last one and then we'll do a summary. So, Mitch, the last one I believe is yours. Because I'm the one that assigned you this one. Eh, how about we just cut off the episode here? <laughs> hey, please, go for it. Let's go, colorless. It's too much pain. <laughs> Okay, so uh, the first one is the the rings uh monolith combo. It's rings of bright hearth and basalt monolith. Um, basically, what you do is you uh with basalt monolith you untap it, and then you pay two mana to copy the untap ability for basalt. So with that, you can after the first un- first untap, you can tap the basalt for mana. Uh, and then copy the untap ability again. So the result of that is you get infinite uh, colorless mana. Uh, my personal rating for this was four. Four, four, five. Wow. Wow, that's a lot higher than mine. Before I want to hear your explanation, but before that, Jordan, what do you have it as? Uh, four divided by two. <laughs> Same as me. Then two out of five. Uh. Before we continue, I would like to say there is multiple ways to facilitate this combo, not only in colorless, but rings yes. plus basalt monolith is like the go-to colorless combo. But it also works with green if you have uh, Nyx Bloom Ancient or what's the one called? Mana Reflection. Because it allows mm. your thing to net mana. So, and in blue you have... It does it work? It works with power artifact, right, Mitch? Yes, it does. I believe so. Yeah, it reduces power two, yeah. Is- yeah. yeah, so it also works in blue. If you are a fucking rich man, it works with power artifact. So, Mr. 4 out of 5, I would like to know why. Wait, wait, hang on. It works in uh, Boros as well, I think. Zelda. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Zelda, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, technically, you know, the, the problem is Bersalt Monolith. Let's be real here. So, okay, uh, Mitch, I would like to hear why you put it 4 out of 5. I, I just thought like... it was a very... um. There's lots of things that work with Bersalt Monolith and if you don't have the... Other thing, Basalt Monolith is still a temporary ramp. Mm. What say you, Jonathan? Mm. What say you first? For me, it's because it does not lead to a win. It's more of a facilitator for Infinite Mana to go into a win. 
or to go into whatever is your winning line or lockdown combo strat, that kind of thing. So it doesn't really do anything on its own. Mm, I mean, for me, it's okay. For me, I put it as a two also because I, it's the same as all the infinite mana. If you notice, I consistently put the infinite mana stuff as two out of five because it infinite mana does nothing. But you need to infinite and you need another piece. And the other problem with it I have is it is colorless, colorless mana. So it limits the thing you can do even more than having colored mana. And the other issue is I, I find Bernalee very lousy. Yeah. Like, I don't like to just run a monolith and use it as a in the future three mana kind of situation. Like, oh, I can ramp. It's like a fast mana for one turn. Because it doesn't really net you a mana because you pay three to get the Basalt monolith out and it's still three. It's not a green And the worst monolith. thing is colorless. Yeah, if it's it, but it's not green. three of any color, wow, holy shit. But the, the, no, because I, I guess it's a bit unfair I'm comparing it to green monolith. But green monolith nets you a mana. This doesn't. It's mana neutral. That's why I'm quite low on the thing lah. But, I mean, it's okay lah. I mean, my own brother, he quite liked to do this combo. and But I feel this is a combo we don't see very often anymore, right? I believe last time in our group, the one that likes to run this the most is Aaron. Or the guy running the cozy deck. Mm, or Lao Si, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it does what it does. Uh. 2 out of 5 for me, but I still think it's okay. Are you sure or not, Mitch? Can we convince you to go lower with it? Cozy deck is also another reason why I think that this, I like this. Because you're probably going to go infinite mana with this. Then you're going to cast a Cozilac. But technically, you still the, have to the draw decks. what? Yeah, but if you have other stuff, then you can start going off with it. I don't think it's that difficult what? Mm, but the problem if you're Cozilac as your commander, tutoring it will be very difficult. Like, mm, the thing is, okay, the... Okay, I don't know for all for why. Of all combo, this is the one that facilitated the most discussion. But I feel if it's in colorless, tutoring it is a problem. And if you are in colored which is either green or blue. Green tutoring it is a problem. So if you are in blue, then it's better. Wow. Even because of Zara. And also the other thing is, I don't like run. I don't like just putting the monolith in play. Like, if, again, it's the same as the Blood Bond combo. I see someone throw out a Berserk monolith. Uh, I'm just assuming you're going to have the other piece in your deck somewhere. If not, it's in your yeah. hand. Or if you're just throwing the rings just to copy someone's activated ability as well, I, it's also going to be an instant removal. I'm just calling it bullshit. At the moment you drop rings, I call it bullshit. You don't have the combo in your hand, uh, in your deck. I mean, if your commander is uh, Urza, it kind of works as well with his uh, ability, right? Obviously, uh, you, Urza ability is colorless. Yeah. So, if your commander is Urza, I mean, you win lah on the spot. But again, mm. I always, you, I, for me, the way I rate it, I will assume you are running it in the sense that your combo, your commander has something to do with the colorless mana. It's just not going to be a dick. Uh, uh, useless card. So even if your commander just treasures, you still can draw your whole deck with it. I guess I might be extremely biased with it because um, actually the combo that I like with Persaud Monolith is not Rings combo, it's actually the Mesmeric Out combo. Oh, to get the Infinite Self Mail. Yeah, because uh, I like the Four Horsemen deck because it's I see. waste people's time. <laughs> relax, Joe. Relax, Miss. You are letting your inner Jonathan out. I, I I don't need to deal with two of him. I just need one. One is more than enough. Oh, wow, I'm, I'm just a Johnny. Wow, like my namesake. <laughs> okay, I, yeah, I yeah. mean, to be fair, the four horsemen combo will win eventually if you give it infinite time. But it's just non-deterministic. Hey, sounds like someone's Zada that you give him infinite time, eventually he will piece a combo. Yes. 
it's, a, it's, a, it's like the it's like the saying goes right. You put a you put monkeys and a typewriter in a room. They're gonna write out Shakespeare somehow. <laughs> That's different. The the fourth one combo will never whiff. Oh, John, different case of Jonathan. Damn. Even if he has a ten percent chance of whiffing, for some reason he will still hit that ten percent. I have no idea. I just <laughs> wow, shit luck. Eh. I don't know. Hey, have you considered yeah. maybe just not play Zaba? Maybe maybe the, the key to success with Zada right, is to foil the whole deck. Hey, maybe the key to success with Zada is just not playing Zada. Have you actually thought about that? Hmm? Hmm? Just don't play the deck. You can't fail if you don't play the deck. Wow, big oh, brain. <laughs> wow, if but it fits too much into the Johnny kind of thing. Eh? Oh, really? If you foil that Zada, I really have nothing to say. <laughs> You're gonna have to buy a lot of useless weird ass foil. You're gonna have to f- the problem is not buying the cards, it's finding those cards. Because usually it's in the it's in the in the rubbish bin. <laughs> People's like, oh my god, this is a foyer and then chuck it into the rubbish bin. <laughs> okay, okay, let's not waste time with the rings combo. Mitch, what do we have next? Uh so the next one is actually the Khan, the creator, and Microsoft Lattice combo. So with Microsoft Lattice and Khan out, um opponents can everything is artifact and opponents can't uh tap the artifacts for activity abilities. Which includes mana abilities. So the lands are dead. The artifacts are dead. Everything is dead. Yes. And then all you need to do is a Huckle's Recall and then returns everything to the relax, hand. Relax, relax. Come down there. <laughs> Don't need the Huckle's no. Recall. We have Vendor Blast. Relax there. <laughs> ah, I also get it. Can't, can't tap their mana. Get it. Can't. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> and you are a... Wow. You are a Khan as well. <laughs> the great creator. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Technically quite true. Cans are cans are creators of some of life. I'm sorry, producer San. <laughs> Look, we'll leave it to him whether he wants to choose to keep this part in. Or oh, he... This this can be the, the opening for our next episode. Like, uh just for out of context, cans are the creator creators of life. Wow. Must I actually <laughs> take the explicit content just for this episode because of this? God fucking damn it. <laughs> Okay, so Mitch, what do you have this as? Uh, I put it as a 3. That's us, the one that really likes his Mycosine Lattice. Jonathan, what do you have it as? 3, to be honest. <laughs> well, because the other part is not Huckers Recall. <laughs> no, the other part, is, uh, the, the, guy, the guy running, it depends on who's your commander, right? If your commander is not Azar, ah, shit. It's going to go to 2. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't play Huckers Recall. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I also have it a tree. I, I, I quite yeah. like it as a tree because uh Khan on his own is not uh not a bad stacks piece because my opinion is that people are playing more mana rocks. Having a Khan is essentially having a stony silence. So Khan, yeah, Khan alone is good. It's, it's obviously a shittier stony silence in the sense that you have to defend him. But okay la Khan plus Michael seeing like this, I pull it off once, it's nothing great. I just see your opponent the eye just fog out because they can't do anything. Not really much to talk about here. It's just it's mm. it's a soft lock, right? Because technically, they if they have creature, they can still attack you and kill your can. Other than yeah, they just beat you. Yeah, but you they cannot essentially get mana anymore. They must like go through a lot of hoops to get the mana. Yeah. All right. Next. Uh, so the next one after this is the painter grindstone combo. I say you are leaving it for last. Okay, sure. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> So the Painter Servant Grindstone combo is very similar to the Rest in Peace and um Helm of Obedience. Helm of, Helm of Obedience. I'm thinking it's domination also. Uh, <laughs> too much wow, too much wow. 
so yeah, uh, with Painter Servant, you name a color, and then you tap Grindstone uh, for three mana and put top two cards of target player's library into the graveyard. If both cards share at least one color, repeat the process. So since Painter Servant makes everything a single color, they'll just infinitely mill their whole deck, even the lands and everything else. So what do you have yes, Mitch? I think I'll put it as... I don't want to put it as 3 in my notes, but it's a, I think of it as a 2. What's the, what do you give for the Helm and Obi? The Helm combo, is it a 2 as well? Uh, helm I put it as a 3. Mm, okay. Jonathan, what do you have it as? 2. 2 out of 5? Yeah. I have it as a 1 out of 5, the same as the Helm. And if I can give it 0 out of 5, I will give it 0. Because unlike Helm, because you work Helm in Rest in Peace, if you uh, hit their Eldrazi, they can just then they the Eldrazi will get exiled and they will not have the trigger ability the the trigger ability. But if you grindstone with painter, because it hits the graveyard, if you play against someone with an Eldrazi Titan, the old one that shuffles the whole deck is technically is a standstill, I believe. Am I right? No. Oh, uh, grindstone exiles. No, as in you're going to mill the whole deck. Then there's nothing else to mill, and then it you triggers. shuffle because yeah. So then essentially you do nothing. That's not true. You shuffled the other cards in Nigrifer into the library. Well, thanks. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> One. I, I, if I can give it zero, I'll give it zero. I, I don't like this combo. It's terrible. I like the combo because it's cheap. Not in terms of money. Because in terms of money, it's fucking expensive. But yeah, in colors, you don't really have that much choices. Fair enough. I mean, technically, if you're playing like a mill deck, if you're playing like What's the Phoenix or some weird ass mill deck? You can technically mill yours. Can you mill yourself? Greystone can target yourself, right? Yeah, target player. Yeah, so it's the same if you technically you are running the it's like the same with the Monolith plus Mesmeric Orb. I mean you're not playing in the four horsemen, but you can technically mill yourself as well and get your whole deck into your graveyard. Hey, Jordan, Underworld Bridge, let's go. Painter Seven Greystone Underworld Bridge when. Okay, let's give the last one. Let's end it with a bag. Mitch, take it away. Do we have anything else left? Hey, let's not waste time. You're the one that wanted to put this in the list. <laughs> I, w- I wanted to skip it. I still think it's a good combo, but yeah, sister, if you played modern, you might know the combo before it got banned, but the KCI combo. Card Clan, Ironworks, Scrap Trawler, Mirror Retriever, and uh, especially for EDH, it's usually going to be Soul Ring and Junk Diver. What? So since everyone knows how the KCI combo works, I don't hey, know. Let's be real here. No... I'll be honest, I rate it 1 out of 5. Not because I think it's a bad combo. It's just because I don't know how it works. So, <laughs> I'm waiting for your explanation that I'll give it a proper rating. So, you're going to have KCI on the field. And you're most likely going to have uh, Scrap Troller on the field. Uh, as well as a Mirror Retriever. So, you sacrifice the Mirror Retriever. You will trigger both Mirror Retriever and Scrap Troller. You get back Junk Diver from your graveyard and uh, Soul Ring in your graveyard. Then you will cast a Soul Ring, tap it for mana, then sack it for mana. Then you will cast the Junk Diver, uh, sack the Junk Diver, get back the Mirror Retriever, cast the Mirror Retriever, and then you start the whole process from step one again. So the end goal of this whole thing is that you basically get infinite sack triggers and infinite colorless mana. Uh, there are a few pieces that can help you out with this. So uh, it's one of the spell bombs. It's the red spell bomb. So it's, so the your you win to buy burning them because you keep recurring the red spell bomb. Yep. Pirate spell bomb, I believe it's called. Yes. But it requires it to be in red lah because the pirate spell bomb has a red mana symbol there. Yeah. But if you have anything else you can do with colorless mana, then you can do it with colorless mana. 
Mm, okay. So, Jordan, did you catch that? Oh my god, did he mute himself again? Jordan, did you mute Hello, 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 hello. Oh my god, did you mute yourself again? I guess so. I was moving my chair. And I've been talking, I was like, wow, so much for a convoluted combo. Why? I don't get it. You're moving your chair. Why do you... Oh, you touched the mic so it does not... We cannot hear the sound of you moving your chair. Yeah, yeah, because because my chair, you know, it's, it's like... It's those cheap-ass kind of shit. Hey, uh, I have expected our podcast to be very scarce. So if you actually listen to the episode, you can hear a lot of my, my chair creaking. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's pretty com- convoluted. But, uh, I mean, I'm giving it a two. I give it a one. Damn. <laughs> The so, main so, reason I give it a one is because you need to sit there and you need to explain the combo. Mr. I think it's a good combo. Give it a one. I, I do think it's a good combo. And if you can actually, like, uh, if I build a deck, I'll probably put it inside. But I just hate explaining the combo. <laughs> hey, look at it. So what we can do this, I tell you what, I will do you a favor. I will timestamp this portion where you do the explanation. Whenever you pull off the combo, you just open your Spotify, you press play at that time span, then you you don't even need to explain. You can just go wow. outside. Wow, big brain. A big brain. <laughs> big brain. Oh, damn it. <laughs> but hey, actually, this is quite true. We can, we can we can market our this episode right, as like timestamp episode. So if people need an explanation for the combo, right? just, uh, just press click here. I got you, I got you. I know these three Ritas who explain combos. <clears throat> Wait, wait, I'm yeah, for you now. <laughs> While boosting our views as well. Damn, shit. Big brain. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. I think you're going to need to press the explicit content button. <laughs> hey, depends on what producer son decide to do. He's the one that's editing it. So anyway, yes, I um, I have it. Now, after the explanation, I will bump it up to a two. Because uh, I used to play a directy deck. Or basically, I used to play a lot of random red artifact deck. I would say every single card that is on the combo, it's actually a good piece. You're going to run Soul Ring no matter what. Junk Diver yes. and Mirror Retriever, if you're playing an artifact that you are also mostly running it. Uh, and you are running an artifact that KCI also, you are almost always running it. Yeah, so because I play a few mono red deck, uh, mono red artifacts, all the cards essentially are just good pieces. That's why I, can, I think it should it warrants to bump, in, uh, bump it into a 2. And if you're playing red, you have the, what is it called? You have the pirate, pirate spell, spell bomb. Yeah, the pirate spell bomb win. And if you're running in blue, like, uh, what is the thing called? Uh, your Urza in Jordan. Those cards, if you're playing, mm. like, mono blue artifacts, uh, those cards are cards that you're going to run in Urza anyway. And then getting the infinite mana uh, results you in a win. So, I feel I'm just going to rate it as how I have rated every single uh, infinite mana combo in this, in my in the list so far as a 2 out of 5. Yes. I mean, it needs more work to get it. It's more of like an engine, I suppose, rather yeah. than a combo in itself. But the I feel good, like it's mm. just incidental. The, a lot of the pieces are just are just being shoved into the artifact deck. Mm. And mm. then you <laughs> the combo in there incidentally. Ah, yeah, fair enough. Because you, I mean, if you are doing this, you're going to run all these pieces. You will probably have a separate combo. And if the stars align and somehow you can, you know, chain it off, you're just going to do it and you're going to get a win from there. So I think it's fine. Ah. I, I, I look at it this way. If you gamble, it doesn't matter whether it goes to graveyard or hand. Uh, oh yeah, it doesn't. Because if any of the pieces go in, the other piece can just retrieve the other piece. So it has that resiliency. Yeah. I will give it there. Among all the combos that we talked about so far, I think this is one of the more resilient combo. Because unless you are going to exile a piece, the combo, they technically still can combo from nowhere. Mm, okay. So with that said, uh, I think this episode is... We're going to have to split, uh, like I said. The, it's already one hour plus, And if we're going to go into the... 
the dual colors, I think our producer's son is gonna murder me. Bobby blood. <laughs> so yeah, let's just give a quick summary. Uh, among the combos today that we have talked about, I put you guys in a spot. What is, if you have to choose one, which one will it be? Mitch? I, I know what's your answer, but I'm just gonna ask for the sake of asking, which combo will you play? Which combo will I play or which combo do I like the most? Okay, give me two. Which one will you play and which one do you like the most? Hey, the the one I will play is very obvious because I'm already fucking <laughs> playing. Why is so boring? <laughs> yeah, I mean we know the answer. Is he's yes. playing? Yeah. So, what is which one is your favorite? Ah, uh, actually, not Helio or Blister the most. Mm, okay. Okay. Any specific reason? I just like the deck. I just the only reason I don't play the deck is because I hate playing white. Wow, says the. <laughs> Uh, hey, I had to be very kantong. He's the first person that say he likes the my Heliot deck. No one ever said that about my Heliot. I very touch. Kantong, kantong. Hey, I didn't say anything about your Heliot. Yeah, you never say you liked it, but Mitch did. I very, hey. I very touch. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, what about you, Jordan? Uh, your favourite and the one that you will play. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I think my favourite, that's the... Uh... Wow, this is actually pretty hard. Okay. Let, let me go with the one that I will play. The one I will play is Heated Ballista because it's going to my Celestial, my new Celestial deck. Well, now, eh, your Celestial deck is an Enchantress. I'm pretty sure Ballista is not a fucking Enchantress. No, no, no. I, I'm still, I'm still like half-ass over. Is, is it going to be like Enchantress or is it going to be Karametra? Whoa. Stacks. Wow. Wow. Sam. Can, can you just play the Enchantress and don't ruin my goddess good, good name? I've never <laughs> built her as a Stacks and I, I don't want to see as a Stacks go away. Wow, all here is weakness. <laughs> okay, then which is the one that you want? Uh, which is the one that you like? I I would have to go with dramatic scepter though. Dramatic scepter. Okay. Any yeah, specific? simply because it's I've been playing it as well though, in my Urza. Oh, fair enough. You yeah. mm. Okay, so I'll run you out with me. The one again, I believe this is the combo that all three of us pick. The one that I play, I played the most consistently, and most of my white deck has it. Is the Healer Ballista. If I'm Azorius or whatever slash splash white and I want to have a combo to close the game, this is the combo that I will always run. Now, if you ask me what's my favorite combo, I would say Kiki Zealous. Uh, I used to run a Kiki com- uh, commander deck and I do like Kiki Jiki as a card. So I don't like to play with it because it's always very clunky and they always, everyone see it from like a thousand miles away. Yes. But I really enjoy doing it. Like, it's, it's quite fun. <laughs> I like playing Kiki Jiki. Let's, that's just about it. Any specific combo? Last question. Any specific combo here you guys like, don't play but you guys want to try? Uh, Mitch first? Specific combo. Don't play but I want to try. Mm. Hey, though, I would like to try LED Oriox Salvage. Hey. <laughs> it would be nice to own a LED. <laughs> <laughs> like what people always say, proxying is free. <laughs> yes, pro- proxying is free. So anyone... Okay, you know what? What are you thinking? Whoever can think of something whichever they don't play and they want to try to play. I know which one. My, uh, Khan and Michael Sinatis. Ah, you are... Just like the I've never played that before. Fuck you. You are a Khan. That's why. Wow. You know what? It's going to... My Celestia deck. <laughs> well, well, uh, can you just... Can you don't... Just play Urza. Just play your Urza deck. What the hell, man? I, I, I dismantled my Urza. <sighs> Which are you still thinking? I mean, I don't really like most of the combos here. <laughs> I would he's, say... All he's a very straightforward man. He's a very straightforward man. I would say all are very clunky. Uh, I would think as you have no answer, if that's the case. For me, that is one combo 
I have been I'm so I will tr- I want to try the KCI combo. Uh I have no intention of explaining it. I will play the KCI combo with people who knows what's happening. But I intend to try the KCI combo. I I actually run those pieces in my old decks when I had them. But I just didn't know it was a combo because it was mev- never a deck back then. So I want to try it and I want to see how it goes. Because I like the feel I like the fact that all the pieces are useful in their own way and none of the pieces are redundant. So I quite like it lah. I I, I I quite like it. And not redundant, useless. So it's like my old Derevi deck. No pieces in the no cards in the deck is just do nothing one. They always have serve a purpose in the deck. You do realize that in all the groups that you play with, they're all going to look at you and ask you to explain the combo. Uh, we are. Because they're gonna know that you're lazy as fuck. Hey, I guess this is why I will now timestamp this for myself as well, not just you. <laughs> oh, you need explanation. Don't hear it for me. I can get it wrong. Hear it from a level two judge. No, you, you should you should send this link on the WhatsApp and ask them to click it. Oh, well, then we get more views. Well, big brain, big brain. See, they ask me right. I could be wrong. They scared. I what if I answer early? But the L two judge can't be wrong. They, and they cannot question me because the L two judge is always right. Well, tap, tap, tap. Well, exactly. Big brain. Okay, with that said, I think we'll we'll end it here. So we'll be back next week talking about the rest of the colors. So the color pairing. Uh and we'll see how those two episodes goes. If it goes very big, we'll maybe we'll have another one. Uh where we go through with the other colors as well. Because EDH is a very big format and there's a lot of combo. But the rest of the combos in the other colors is more boring because it's just essentially like for example a Demir combo, but you can facilitate it with a different card in the Maybe in Sutai or something else. Lah. So we'll see how it goes from there. But with that said, same thing as always. All our uh, what is it called? social media is down below. So give us a like on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Blah, blah, blah. And then we'll see you guys next week. I wish everyone good night. Bye-bye. Bye.